the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. How could Judas commit such a diabolical act? How could he do it? Let me give you a few. I'm not going to give them all, but I'll give you a few. Uh, Number one, Judas could commit such a diabolical act because Satan entered him. Satan entered him. Beloved, when the devil enters anyone, absolutely nothing is too atrocious or wicked for him or her to do. Luke 22, 3a says, then Satan entered Judas. You need to underline that. That's critical. Then Satan entered Judas. Underline that. Then Satan entered Judas. Judas in scripture is called the son of perdition, which means the son of destruction. When Jesus said to the disciples, uh, have I not chosen you 12 and one of you is the devil? Jesus wasn't deceived. He knew who Judas was all the time, yet he treated him just as good as all the rest. He didn't pick on him. He didn't call him names. He didn't say, I know what you're going to do, you betrayer. He didn't give him away. He loved him. I'll talk about that later. I don't want to jump ahead of myself. You just wait till next time. When Satan entered Judas, he was actually calling Judas Satan. He was calling Judas Satan. At the night of the Passover, when Satan entered Judas, listen, Satan literally took over Judas's body and Judas went out and joined himself with the enemies of Christ in order to betray him. This is the only account in all of scripture where Satan entered a man. Now we have many instances where demons entered men. I'm talking about demons now. Demons enter men. Now you have many, let me stop right here, Paul. You have many demons, but one devil. Okay, it's not 50 Satans, not 100,000 Satans. One devil, multitudes of demons. When Satan fell like lightning from heaven, it said a third fell. A third of what? We don't know, but it's, it's, it's massive. It's massive. One devil, many demons. 
we have many instances where demons entered men. We see in scripture where demons entered women. And we even see we were there uh, where, oh, uh, at the exact location where those pigs were, were, were filled with demons and ran over the cliff. We were at that very location. Demons can possess animals. That's why you're not tease animals. You don't know which one got the devil. <laughs> don't, uh, don't you tease animals. Don't you tease them. I got some stories for you. <laughs> don't tease them. But, but this is the only scripture that says Satan actually entered a man. Number two, how could Judas do a diabolical act like this? It was because of the love of money that Judas could commit such a diabolical act. Matthew 26, 15 and 16 says, what are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out to him 30 pieces of silver. So from that time, he sought opportunities to betray him. It was because of Judas's love for money that he betrayed the Savior. Beloved, it's a dangerous thing to fall in love with money. Judas always hung around the money, had his eyes on the money. He was always talking about the money. Uh, he always kept the money. The Bible records that he was the treasurer for the disciples and a thief, some treasurer. Some treasurer. John 12, 6 says, not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. There is nothing new under the sun. When you love money, you will cheat on your taxes. When you love money, you will steal. When you love money, you will deceive. When you love money, you will lie. When you love money, you will gamble. When you love money, you will lose your character. When you love money, you will lose your reputation. When you love money, you will even lose your family. Because of the love of money, Judas sold his soul and lost his opportunity to receive Christ and the gift of salvation. First Timothy 6.10 says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Mark 8, 36 and 37 also says, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Verse 37 says, or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Sadly, Judas exchanged his soul for 30 pieces of silver. This is God who created the moon, the stars, the rivers, the mountain. This is God who created the oceans, the, the rivers, and all of these things. He spoke and things came into existence. Let there be and effortlessly things came into fruition at the command of God's word. Jesus had everything. And yet he ended up being sold. Sadly, Judas exchanged his soul for 30 pieces of silver. Number three, Judas could commit such a vicious act because he was self-centered, which means he was full of himself. John 3, chapter 3, verse 30 says, he must increase, but I must decrease. 
The inability of Judas to decrease himself caused him to put himself ahead of people because he exalted himself. He put himself ahead of the disciples and even more, he put himself ahead of Christ. He saw many people embrace Jesus as Lord. He saw that. But he himself never surrendered to the lordship of Jesus Christ, which resulted in his life ended up in spiritual disaster. Beloved, this is a tremendous example of the danger of self-centeredness. Judas said in Matthew 26, 15a, what are you willing to give me? It's about me if I deliver him to you. What's in it for me. Number four, Judas could do such a heinous act because he never applied the truth of God's word to his own life after being taught for three years by the greatest teacher in all of human history. He didn't learn anything. He learned nothing. James 1.22 says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Where was Judas's spiritual transformation? What did he do with all of Christ's teachings and the application of it? Why was his life not any better? These questions can be asked of many in the church today. Some believers hear sermon after sermon after sermon. They load it with sermons, but there is no spiritual maturity. Their attitude doesn't reflect a personal encounter with Christ. Many in the church are still full of pride, still full of self-promotion, and have no commitment to serving in ministry. They're professional church goers without a relationship with the Lord. Number five, how could Judas do such a treacherous thing? Judas could commit such a diabolical act because he was lost and never had a genuine relationship with Christ. He could do what he did because he was lost and never had a personal relationship with Christ. Matthew 26, 24 says, the Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Wow. It'd been better if he had not been born to live and do what he did. Judas also fulfilled the prophecy of Psalms 41.9, which says, even my close friend, someone I trusted, one who shared my bread has turned against me. We see the prophecy there referencing Judas. Be mindful, even though Judas fulfilled this prophecy, his wicked actions were done out of his own free will. Beloved, are you a Judas? Some say the name Jesus, but they do not possess the person of Christ. They come to church, but they're not in the church. They serve in ministry and are religious without a relationship, a personal relationship with Christ. Many attendees have church membership, but they do not have a relationship with Christ. 
They do not have the life of God living in their soul. In the name of Jesus, do not be a Judas, but be real. In the name of Jesus, do not be a Judas, but be authentic. In the name of Jesus, do not be a Judas, but be genuine, so much so that people are drawn to, to the Savior through you because they see in you the Lord of glory, the hope of glory. Beloved, it is so critical that you know that you are saved without a doubt and not just having some religious, emotional, traditional experience. Examine yourself to make sure you are in the faith. Let me give you a few points and then we'll be done. Let me, give, let me just summarize this and it'll be enough for today. But, but you need to write each one of these new insights down. Summary. Number one, in life's journey... Expect betrayal. Even as you do the work of ministry, expect betrayal. It is quite common to experience betrayal as you even serve the saints. Jesus was betrayed by one of the twelve he had chosen. Matthew 26, 21a says, as they were eating, he said, truly, I say to you that one of you will betray me. Jesus expected betrayal. Secondly, you cannot foolproof your ministry to the extent that Satan cannot get in it. That's a big one. <laughs> you cannot foolproof your ministry to the extent that Satan cannot get in it. Satan was in the ministry of Jesus. Jesus had 12 disciples and and one of them was a devil. Just 12. Jesus didn't have 50 or 60 or 1,000. He just had 12 and one of them, doggone it, one of them was a devil. Doesn't matter whether you have 50 elders, elders or six elders. It's easy for one to be a devil. You can have a church of 20,000, but you don't have to have that many to have some. Man, there's some devils in there. That's why you need to come to church, especially you who really know the Lord to help me fight these devils. Because the devil comes to church. As a matter of fact, he has uh, better attendance than believers. Why don't y'all say amen? You can have a thousand members or you can have 50 members. The devil is there. John 6, 70 says, Jesus answered them, did I not choose you the 12, and one of you is a devil. Beloved, the devil was in Jesus' ministry because he even referenced Judas as a devil among the other 11 disciples who were genuine. Verse 70b says, and one of you is a devil. It doesn't matter how spiritual the church is, the devil is there. It doesn't matter how astute in the word of God the congregation is, the devil is there. It doesn't matter how committed we are to the Great Commission, sending out missionaries and doing missionary work all over the world. The devil is here. Satan is always lurking around and seeking an opportunity to wreak havoc in the lost church. This also means the devil will intrude into your marriage. He will intrude into your family. Adam and Eve, uh, they started off with two children. They had others, you know. But even with the first two children, Cain and Abel, guess what? 
Cain was greatly used by the devil. Satan will get into friendships and turn friendships into enemies. He will get into relationships. He'll get into your business. Uh, He'll get into your place of employment. He'll get into parachurch ministries. And even the Lord's church, he doesn't care. He's a devil. He's busy. He's roaming. He's vicious. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Thirdly, even though the disciples were close to the Savior, they could not identify the devil. They couldn't identify him. You must ask the Lord to give you a spirit of discernment so that you can identify the devil, so that you can identify demons and their strategies. The devil can be among you and you, your eyes can be so um, uh, undiscerning until you can't identify him. John 13, 21 through 22 says, when Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in, the, in spirit and testified and said, most assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Then the disciples looked at one another, perplexed about whom he spoke. Beloved, if you cannot identify the devil and his strategies, you will fall prey to his deception. If you cannot identify Satan and his strategies, you will contribute to his work and you will not be able to fight and resist him. However, if the Lord reveals to you the one Satan is actively working through in your family, if you can identify that devil in your place of employment or church, they need to be lovingly confronted regardless of their popularity, regardless of their status, regardless of their financial contribution, regardless of their reputation or position. If not, your family, workplace, and the Lord's church will be weakened and fragmented. The devil tears up conventions. He tears up churches. He tears up seminaries. He, he, he tears, he, he's moving, and, and he's moving quickly among the saints because he don't want the saints to make kingdom progress to the glory of God. Number four, when your heart is right before the Lord, you will not take on Judas-like qualities. When your heart is right before the Lord, you will not take on Judas-like qualities such as scheming, that's a, that's a Judas-like quality, plotting, you see him doing that, conspiring, you see that in the passage, and hurting anyone to gain personal advantage. Matthew 26, 16 says, so from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. Number five, beloved, listen to this closely, remorse does not equal repentance. Did you write that down? Remorse does not equal repentance. Like Judas, you can regret doing something evil, but never cry out to Jesus for genuine repentance and forgiveness. Whenever we sin, it is absolutely imperative that we cry out to Christ for his mercy, that we cry out to Christ for his forgiveness, that we plead the blood over our sins. Matthew 27, 5 says he threw down the 30, Judas threw down the 30 pieces of silver in the temple and departed and he went and hanged himself. Number six, 
sin never works out. Matthew 27, three through five says, then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful, you see, but not repentant, was remorseful, and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, ha, 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 I've sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they, look what they, the religious leader said. Well, what is that to us? You see to it. In other words, he, they, they were saying, that's your problem. We got him now. We don't care about you being remorseful. Get over yourself. Verse 5, then he threw the pieces of silver in the temple and departed, and he went and hanged himself. What a tragic ending. After learning that Jesus was to be crucified, Judas attempted to return the money he had been paid for betraying Jesus to the chief priest, then committed suicide by hanging himself. Once, let, listen, you listen to this black bald-headed preacher really good. Once people have used you to get what they want, then they're through with you. Women, don't you be fooled by these men who blow in your ear talking about I love you. And then they blow you up, make you pregnant, and you can't find that rascal. He got what he wants. Don't believe his words. You believe the word of God. I don't care how cute he is, how handsome he is. You measure him up by the authoritative word of God. Maintain your virginity. Mute men too. God called you to be holy. You want to play around with everybody, then you want to go marry a virgin. Won't y'all, don't look at me, won't y'all say amen? The Bible says, be holy as I am holy. Once people have used you to get what they want, then they are through with you. The religious leader said to Judas, what is that to us? You see to it, man, we do with you. Get out of here, bye. Therefore, let God use you and be blessed instead of letting people use you and end up being cursed. The real question is, who are you going to let use you? Will it be people or will it be Christ? Also, there is someone here in this congregation. There's someone who, who, who's right now viewing by live stream Facebook, or perhaps you're listening on the radio, that I really need to earnestly speak to. Could be somebody at his heel. I don't know. You have made some devastating life decisions that you deeply regret and cannot get it back. I submit to you today that suicide is self-murder and is never to be an option. Suicide is to, we live in a suicidal uh, uh, society. Your life is a precious gift from God. God's love, God's grace, and God's mercy are more than able to savage your life wherever you are. You, your decision can't be so bad that God can't take you and redeem that decision.
I don't care how low you go, you can't get so low that the grace of God can't get to where you are. Hey! Take you from where you are, scoop you up and pick you up and spiritually dust all that sin off you through the blood of Jesus Christ. Do I have a witness here? How many of you know God is able? We, we've all made some bad decisions. There's none righteous. No, no, not one. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Whatever it is, it's not so bad that you have to think about killing yourself. That's of the devil. Your life is a precious gift from God. God's love is sufficient. God's grace is sufficient. God's mercy. And God is more than able to salvage your life put the broken pieces back together again and help you to rise up and live. Confess your sins today. Repent and turn to the Lord Jesus Christ and he will save you. I declare he will save you. He will help you. He will deliver you. He will cleanse you. And he will give you freedom in Christ. He'll change your destiny. And he will restore what the locusts have eaten. Anybody here knows about that? I tell you, my God and my Lord knows how to restore what the locusts have eaten. And all God's children said, Amen. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Join us on Resurrection Sunday, April 17th at Maranatha Bible Church for our 8 a.m. worship service, children's program at 9.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. worship service as we celebrate our risen Savior. For more information, please visit us at maranathasa.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.